0: It's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider with Jeff Franklin, Stephen
1: McFadden, Meg Herber, and Bill Petrie. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective.
0: The Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Jeff, Stephen, Meg, and Bill. Welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider podcast. Where you can get all the promotional products, uh, nerdy news you need to know about right here, uh, either on promoshow.com. Uh, you can watch us live Wednesdays at noon, or you can catch us uh, audio on uh, promocorner.com uh, or any of the many Facebook pages that are out there where we're our, our content is being broadcasted at. Um, but First of all, my name is Jeff Franklin, uh, National Accounts Manager for Hidware USA. I am a, you're one of your co hosts, and I'm joined by three other individuals today two whom you are very familiar with, uh, and one whom you may or may not be familiar with. Uh, but if you're watching live, it's that gorgeous looking man uh, down here. His name is Jeremy Picker. Uh, but Meg, uh, Herber, SNS Activeware, uh, one, one of my co hosts for sure, Stephen McFadden, Perfect Promotions, and more. Hello. Um, But before we jump into today's topic, topics, guys, just want to talk to you about who we're brought to you by today. Uh, We are brought to you by promoshow.com. Over 130 exhibitors uh, supplying or suppliers exhibiting in the virtual only trade show experience on promoshow.com. Since its inception back in uh, late March, there have been over uh, 7,000 unique users uh, contributing to over 30,000 page views. Tremendous volume coming through that portal. If you're not in there getting all the latest information from your favorite suppliers, what are you waiting on? Um, And also, uh, Bill Petrie asked me to put in this little plug. Uh, At the top of the promo show Facebook page, yeah, there's a promo show Facebook page too. Uh, All you got to do, go into Facebook and search at promo show pc and that'll pull right up there's a video on the top of the facebook page showing you how to use promo if you haven't used it already so get over there check that out take a look at it and uh, get yourself some education. all right uh, that being said uh jeremy uh, welcome to the podcast you are our second official uh special guest how's that feel yeah uh
1: following danny it's uh a little nerve-wracking he's the legend so Um, yeah, when Meg hit me up, I was, I was pretty pumped and listened last week and Danny brought so much knowledge, man. I, uh, I'm, I'm still new to the promo side of the business. So, uh, him, Mark Graham, Jamie Mayer, those guys, uh, I look up to. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to be able to have a platform to talk about what I love to do.
0: Sure. Well, listen, man, uh, I've been uh, getting filled in uh, on the back end from Meg a little bit uh, just with, you know, your background and where you come from. So I'm sure you're a legend in your own right and looking forward to uh, hearing your story a bit. Um, And just on that note, uh, I do have a little bit of an introduction for you. Uh, Jeremy, you've helped launch and grow merchandise for label or for major label brands. uh, And you're passionate about creating retail quality merchandise for for the nonprofit sector to fuel fundraising efforts and expand awareness. Uh, You're also a cancer survivor and the founder of Astain, a premium quality accessory line to support cancer education. Uh, So hopefully that gets brought into the conversation a little bit as well, because I think it'd be really cool to hear about. But uh, I'm going to turn the questions over to Meg. But before I do that, uh, Jeremy, just uh, real quickly, how did you get started in the promotional products industry and why the hell are you still here? Well,
2: hold on, hold on. First (laughs) off, Jeff, you need to work on your radio voice. I mean, you got the face for radio. Now we got to work on your radio voice. Mm, Secondly, I was going to ask. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I do want to just point in that I, Jeremy and I have actually never met in person. We just became Twitter friends. I was following him. I loved his energy. Um, all the interesting posts he was having about decoration, and I thought he would be a really good addition to our, our group this week. Just, I just love his energy. So yeah, Jeremy, tell us a little Thanks. bit more about you and, and your background. Um, I found it really interesting. I was Googling some pictures of you, and I was like, oh.
1: When I had hair?
2: Well, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was gonna ask you how your uh, your if you were going with the DIY or if you were just letting it yep. grow. Uh, you
3: know, Jeremy, if it makes you feel better, I was not googling pictures of
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I do feel comforted. With that. Um, so yeah, I've I've kind of been involved in the industry since the early '90s. My older brother is eleven years older than me, and he helped start a clothing line in um, Orange County back in the '90s, and so. From junior high all the way through high school, every chance I got, I went went out to California to help his brand um, sell merchandise at the swap meet or uh, music festivals. And so he was the production manager and all day, every day when I was there, we would go to embroiderers and dye houses and cut and sew factories. And so, you know, for me, I just wanted to be around my brother. I had no interest necessarily in... The apparel world, I wanted to be an engineer. Um, Not sure why, after Calculus 2, I said, forget (laughs) that. Fashion's a lot better, a lot easier. Um, And, you know, just being around it, I I loved it. Uh, Through college, every summer, I would get an RV, and me and a couple other guys would travel around the country um, selling t-shirts at all the major uh, music festivals. So, you know, living life on the road, got that kind of retail live event side, of the business, and after college, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, and so I had school loans, and my brother connected me with um, a band merch company out of Nashville, and he let me come volunteer uh, for a couple of concerts, and he liked my work ethic, and yeah, he hired me back in 2000, 2002, and uh yeah i lived on the road for 10 years selling band merch and loved it um loved uh the whole industry i can't sing i can't play an instrument but um the merchandise and managing the money was how you know i i kept the wheels on the bus going around so uh 2008 i was uh tired of the road my wife didn't want me traveling anymore and so Again, I was at the same point, what am I going to do with my life? And I made decent money on the the road. They paid for everything, and I didn't want just a normal job. So uh, a buddy of mine who worked uh, for the band merge company, he he did the design and the sourcing of it, and he would send it to me on the road. Um, At the time, I was working for uh, an applique company um, that does a lot of the R&D for Abercrombie, American Eagle, Hollister, back when they actually did applique and making nine bucks an hour, literally sitting at the laser all day, (laughs) cutting out fabric, counting A's, 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 Uh um, thousands of them. And the whole time I was super, you know, angry in the Phoenix traffic. And I I loved about the fashion side. My, My mom's a seamstress. So I learned how to sew before I could swing a hammer. And I just was interested in asking the guys questions, you know, on the production floor they weren't necessarily into the fashion world they it was a job to them but for me I I just wanted to soak it all up and uh four or five months later I hit my buddy up I said hey man I have this awesome source that we should pitch to bands and he's like I have a business plan to start a company and a month later I got into entrepreneur became an entrepreneur and uh, I had no idea what I was getting myself into and then 10 years 12 years uh, later i just celebrated my anniversary last week and
2: oh congratulations yeah. that's awesome
1: yeah Thanks. i'm i'm still in love with uh, apparel i love pinterest um,
2: <laughs> I fas-
1: fashion magazines and on the promo side i uh, i got into asi i think 3 years ago
2: wow what was your who just like looking at some of the people that you've met because i'm really interested in like the whole your band life like before the wife and kids and everything what who was the most interesting person you met when you were on like on your on the road like or maybe not interesting but maybe wildest story you have
1: oh <laughs> wild <laughs> story i don't know if i can uh say that there might be kids watching okay but,
2: uh
1: <laughs> you know wild. i think I-, I toured with a lot of different bands you know some Major label, some just, uh, you know, uh, garage band g- guys. And Dave Grohl, I out of everyone that, yeah. I met, out of everyone I met, he's really good friends with my sister in law. Um, and so, for being one of the biggest rock stars, he's the most down to earth guy. I-, I worked for bands that just had the biggest egos. They would not talk to their fans. Um, Dave Grohl is a true rock star and he's just down to earth. I remember. I think five years ago, I got a cook breakfast for him uh, for oh, Christmas. Cool. He came cool. over when I was at my sister-in-law's, and I made him bacon over easy eggs, some potatoes, and he <laughs> came in a t-shirt and jeans, and yeah, it was it was a cool moment.
0: That is cool. Uh, I'm not cool.
1: too much of a fanboy for most people. I you know I've met a lot of people, but yeah, I was just like, oh my gosh, can I get a picture? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's really cool. That
2: is really cool. So what's next? Jeremy, what, I mean, you're seeing what's going on right now, last couple weeks, we've all been kind of selling PPE material, Um, it's kind of taken over, Um, but that being said, we are a branding industry, this is what we do, what are you doing to get through April and May?
1: Well, most of my customers were restaurants um, and religious organizations, so overnight, they basically turned off the faucet of ordering merch, and, um, you know, our pipeline went, uh from a lot to a little within a week and so we you know the first couple of weeks we were just scrambling to figure like are we going to be able to stay in business you know we the cash flow that we had and the 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 business we had in the pipeline wasn't going to be enough to last a couple months so um you know it was a roller coaster of emotions you know can i keep my team how are we going to get past this um when's the next order coming through and so uh I think once the SBA, we were able to apply for the PPP loan and we got it, um, which was so awesome. A, a lot of people I know didn't get it. Um, and so, you know, it's a bandaid it's, it's to help with that payroll, help with, um, some of the rents, but at the end of the day, we still got to get sales. And so, um, once we started kind of getting interest in masks, I was posting stuff on LinkedIn and, I got a couple inquiries, one for fifty thousand masks, another for four million, and I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't know the first thing about sourcing masks, um, you know, let alone medical stuff. And so, me and my team spent, I mean, we probably spent over sixty hours collectively within a couple weeks just, you know, trying to vet um, factories in China, figuring out, you know, who had inventory. Um, you know, seeing all the, all the ads online about, you know, the government seizing shipments and not letting stuff across and with no business, I had to pursue it just because we need, we needed a sale. Mm -hmm. And after just thinking through everything and seeing the risk involved, we, we had to just, you know, step away from the bid process or, you know, trying to source it because, you, at, at this time, if even fifty thousand masks, if something went wrong, if it didn't get delivered, if it got seized, in uh, we would have to prepay all, all of it. You know, I'd be out of business. So yeah. we turned those away and uh, and moved our focus um, to to uh, sublimated masks. Um, we were doing some printed masks, but right now I feel like like the word is diversification. You know, I had everything in. A, volume wholesale you know b2b and when that shut off we had no income stream so a lot of it is how can i how can i sell a t-shirt it's not just you know high volume i have been in researching you know print on demand company stores um you know any type of way we can sell a sell a shirt or a product we've been looking into it because you know, if something happens again, I can't. I can't put everything in one in one area. So, I think right now I, I don't want to spread myself too thin. But I, I I need to sell a shirt or a product any way I can. And even though I'm snobby in a lot of ways, of you know, I've never been a super fan of DTG or print on demand. Um, but you know, I'm I'm opening my mind to all of that just to help you know the end customer if they don't want inventory. I still want to be able to get it, get a client. So are you
0: creating the masks in house then? Or are you sourcing them from uh, reputable suppliers in the industry?
1: Uh, so we haven't been uh, industry people. It's been uh, a buddy of mine in California. He does a lot of uh, private label for Tilly's and Ross. And so he has some uh, sublimation factories in LA that he's been doing sublimation for a couple of years now and pushing me on it. And I, I never offered it just because I don't have, my expertise in you know, embroidering screen print. I don't, I didn't know much about sublimation. And so sure. um, I, he was showing me all the masks that he's creating for some of his big clients. And uh, I was like, all right, I trust you. Um, I know <laughs> that you are direct to the factory. And so I've been working through him um, to source everything. At the same time, everyone in our industry is starting to offer masks. And some of my overseas um, connections are, are doing it as well. But I think at first it was just the urgency of getting them out because now turn times are getting a little crazy for everyone um, from what I'm seeing.
0: Yep. Stephen, how about you? Are you sort of seeing the same stuff with the face masks? I know you're selling quite a bit of them as well, as well as manufacturing them.
3: Yeah. So we, um, you know, we, we, we've took a very similar approach. I think to Jeremy did. We, we kind of weighed the options of you know what what type of risk are we willing to take you know to to get an order and you know there's that there's a lot of opportunities in the very beginning i think if you were early enough to jump on inventory that may have been around but once you missed the, the first couple of weeks and you know everything started to be you know pretty volatile with the timelines and the the, the pricing structures constantly changing and the seizures and the custom orders um, it became one of those things where we might be better off waiting, you know, because if we, if we put ourselves in a position where, you know, we have to upfront tons of cash, as, as Jeremy mentioned, that wasn't going to be a good, good business strategy. If you know, this, it doesn't deliver or something happens, So right. yeah, we did definitely. shift a little bit to, to, you know, controlling our controllables, right. Which I think is yeah. what they say to do when you can. And we, we decided to make masks. Uh, using our embroidery equipment uh, once we were you know four orders that we had and four actual on demand and we were able to control nice. our own timelines and um, that that was much better for us we're starting to see an uptick uptick in pretty much every all the requests and quotes and stuff starting to come in which for us is a is a good sign so
1: yeah
3: yeah, <laughs> um, sure. yeah how about how about all of you guys are you starting to see a little bit of a temperature change here I mean you, you Obviously not with the fever, I hope, but. Uh. No,
2: no, yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I think initially we had, at, at SNS we had the belly canvas masks. They came out first for the first wave of masks. I think they answered a problem, a, a, well, they were a solution to a problem that we were having. Um, same as Jeremy, same as you are, are saying, that we, trying to get something overseas, you basically had to give up your firstborn, risk it, just to get those masks in. And, and then you're like, oh, I like my kid, but I really need masks. So you gotta make that decision. Um, yeah. So we answered that with the Bella Canvas masks. Um, we sold millions, uh, and now I feel like we have a second wave of masks coming in. And the reason why we're still doing that is because there's people are still buying them. And the reason they're still buying them is because these industries, these states, are slowly starting to open back up. But with that, there's still these social distancing laws and rules in places. There's you must wear a mask. I mean, you can't even go to so New Jersey just opened up their state parks this past week. Um, but you can't go to the state park unless you have a mask on. Yeah. Um, and you know what, these masks aren't surgical masks. They're not medical grade masks, but they they serve a purpose. They protect, it's a barrier. you know. So everybody should be having something on. Whether you have something or somebody else, it's going to spread the transmission of the droplets. Um, So yes, the Bella Canvas answered that first wave. Second wave, we've got about five brands in now that are slowly starting to trickle in um, that offer different options like the dye sublimation or two and three ply. Um, And for for youth, you know, what if, you know, New Jersey just ended the school year. Um, I think other states had already done that, but when they do go back in the fall, are they gonna be required to wear masks? You know, I think a couple weeks ago, we asked, what's the first thing that you're going to do when this ends? And back then, I was like, I just can't wait to go see my parents. But it's not like there's a, an end date. Like, okay, the virus is over. No more virus. It's not like that. Like, that's how I think we were all just waiting for. Um, my, my best friend is a trauma nurse at Lancaster General, and she's like, it's a war zone. This isn't going away for a year or two. It's not just going to go away. With the social distancing, it's going to slow the, flatten the curve, but it's not going to go away. So there's not going to be a day where I can just be like, hey, mom and dad, I'm going to come over and we're going to have dinner together. It's, that's not going to happen anytime soon. It, it's just not. Yeah. Um, and that's really, it's really sad. So we think because of that, there's going to be a high demand, a, a still high demand for masks and PPE material and hand sanitizers. So we're going to keep, um, you know, we're, we're not getting away from the t-shirt business. That's still our, our bread and butter. But um you know, masks got us through April and I'm hearing that from a lot of people.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think, you know, you guys are all hitting the nail on the head. In my opinion, as far as, you know, the, there being two or three different waves of masks, I think the first one was just to meet that immediate need that people had to have something. I know New Jersey was probably one of the first States that I saw or was aware of where they were requiring face masks to go into essential businesses. Yeah. Um, And I think the thing that everybody needs to sort of keep in mind is that they're source control masks. Uh, Meg, like you said, they're not surgical masks. They're not medical grade, uh, but it is source control. Uh, You know, 25 to 50% of uh, people with coronavirus or COVID-19, whatever the hell you want to call it, uh, are asymptomatic or very mildly, very mildly symptomatic. So ultimately, you know, I could have it. You know, all four of us could have it, and we could go out to a store without a face mask, sneeze on somebody, or just talk to somebody within a foot or two of them, and just the the particles from our mouths or whatever could potentially affect them. Yeah. Even though we don't know we have it, even though we're asymptomatic, uh, you know, we could be spreading it. That's how twenty five to fifty percent of the transmissions are 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 occurring. Yeah. And uh, so, ultimately source control is is the most important thing to uh, preventing the transmission of the coronavirus. Now that's not, it's not, it's my mask protects you, your mask protects me. It's not, uh, you know, I'm wearing my mask to protect myself because that's not what the masks are for. It's meant so that you, uh, if, for some unknown reason have coronavirus and are not uh aware of it you're not transmitting the virus to somebody else and so yeah i think as we return to somewhat of a normal state of things i think uh, face masks are uh danny rosen even mentioned it like it might even be like the new headwear uh it, it's yeah. it's the new fashion piece it's the new apparel piece that everybody's going to wear um, you know you've got I, I can't remember who it was, and I apologize for not having this off the top of my head, but there was a one of the lady presidents or something somewhere uh, over in Europe, okay, okay. Uh, I don't know if prime minister or president whatever okay. was, she was she was M- wearing like Ms. a nice lady purple president. a nice purple dress and had a purple <laughs> mask to match the dress. You know, I think it's yeah. going to be a bit of a fashion statement now. And so now that we've had that first wave of masks come through just to meet the initial need, now you're starting to get into decorated stuff. So, uh, Jeremy, like you're talking about the sublimated, you know, and, and everybody's going to have, you know, five, 10, 15 different masks. Yeah. So think about how many people that are out in the world and everybody's going to have, you know, several masks, not just one. And they're going to be washable and reusable because they don't want to waste the money on the single use stuff anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know, now that we've met that demand. Um, so it's going to be all decorated stuff and you're going to have to match your outfits or to, to, it's going to be the new accessory. So Jeremy, what do you think yeah. about that? Can you wear yeah. like masks after Labor Day?
3: Well,
2: or... this is actually <laughs> part of our segue because Jeremy was talking yeah. about this as well. Cause like he sells his, his designs basically. Like yeah. what he wants to, he doesn't want to sell just a front left t-shirt. It's all about designs and branding. So I'm going to let Jeremy, we were talking yeah. about this prior to this. So I'm going to let him take it and then I'll, I'll add my two cents at the end.
1: I mean, kind of to touch on two of those things. The trends. I just came out with a really big trend report, and it was mainly, you know, streetwear, wear, you know, for twenty twenty. What what I'm seeing in the, in the retail space, and just this week, I'm asked myself now I need to do a trend report on masks because all the big brands are are starting to put um, masks together, and like you said, it. It's not going to go away anytime soon. So people just like shoe shoe culture. You know, people want to match their outfits, or they don't want to wash it every day. So they want to have four, five, six at their house, so they can just throw one on and not have to, you know, keep up with that. So the the fact that I'm doing a trend report on masks is crazy um, to me. But it's made out of fabric, and there's stitching involved. And people are putting it on their bodies. So I guess it, it yeah. falls in line um, with the reusable side. But, you know, one thing I was bringing up to Meg and, you know, to preface, Bella is one of my favorite brands. They are the first brand I offer most of my clients. But a buddy sent me a picture um, from Target and they're selling a 10 pack of the Bella masks um, just blank um, at the Target stores. And on the bottom, it said, you know, use one time and dispose of. And I thought that was interesting. I'm like, you sure about that? Cause I'm going to go to their website and check that out because everyone in our industry is like, Hey, let's, that's the easy quick cheap mask and let's print a logo on it. And I went to their, their website and it, you know, talks about single use. And so, you know, I was really thinking of, I'm the anti chotchkey you know, I don't want, and Danny used the word last week um, and Uh, Jamie Mayer is another uh, promo guy that they talk about brand fill of that that one-time use product that gets thrown away and all the resources that go involved. So I thought it was interesting that, you know, Bella being very eco-friendly kind of environment conscious that all, all this labor, you know, they're just cutting it out. No humans are sewing it and stuff like that. But once it gets to the printer, you know, if they're using plastisol ink, if they're using adhesive on their palettes, like all of that is being put on a mask that, you know, is, is going to be thrown away. And so it almost becomes, you know, they're, they're the boutique brand. They're the shirt that you wear over and over again, but this mask, you know, and my buddy sent me another picture and there was a Bella mask on the floor or on the ground when he was walking in the park. And so I just thought that was interesting. I don't know what you're, uh, y'all's take is on that, but I just, you know, there's a lot to go into a screen printed mask that if it gets thrown away, it's it's almost like that throwaway tchotchke that it becomes brand fill. But you know, again, I love Bella. It, it, it was just interesting that they were the ones doing that when Tooltex, Next Level, all these other brands are, you know, making the two three ply reusable. Um, I even saw Tooltex working with one of the companies they bought Uray, and they're just doing little heat transfers. So. What do you guys think about that? I, again, I, I just I thought
0: th- it was, I think they were smart fast. to meet that initial need. You know, they got out yeah. there before most other people did and I'm sure they sold a hell of a lot of masks because of it. And, and mm-hmm. ultimately I think that was again, just to meet that initial need. Now that we're moving into phase two of the face masks where they're going to be decorated and reusable and washable. I'm sure they're going to adapt to that as well if they haven't already Meg, maybe you can fill us in there, but ultimately, also. you know, it was, it was a short term thing. It wasn't long sighted at all. I don't think
2: yeah no i have to agree on that i know bella canvas really prides themselves in um providing more sustainable options like in keeping the basic t-shirts out of landfills so i think this was really hard for them to kind of make a push on something that would be thrown away um i know i definitely reached out to them because we were talking about decoration and i'm just gonna kind of read this but um They still are recommending that these be used for daily use and be discarded afterwards for sanitary purposes. However, since they are made from the Bella Canvas 3001 and 3001 CVC, they can be washed and they can be decorated if required. Again, you can decorate a t-shirt and you can wash a t-shirt, so just keep that in mind. Um, They caution decoration placement to be off to the side by the cheek so the wearer doesn't directly breathe in the chemicals used for decoration, including the, the sticky stuff, the inks, etc. Um uh, really okay, so heat transfers embroidery are probably the best and safest decoration methods, and they recommend ironing the masks after wash for sanitizing. Did you say embroidery I mean they put
3: holes in the mask. <laughs> If it's a single layer be like Bella's, is, yes. yeah, be maybe. But and that, <laughs> that's, thats why I tell people not to embroider their cooler bags. You know, yeah, yeah I know.
2: Or your rain jackets. Stephen, when
0: <laughs> yeah. I when I had made my comment about that, you you made an expression that sounded like you might have disagreed with what I had to say. So I want to get into that.
3: Yeah, it's not about what you said. I, I just disagree with the whole opinion.
0: Just he just doesn't like you. Yeah. <laughs> about about meeting an <laughs> immediate need.
3: Yeah, I think that the, here's the issue is our industry changed overnight, right? And in a situation where everyone was desperate, we're not in a position to get samples for our customers because you miss it. You know, we're not at, we're not at, we're not at getting full information. Um, We're we're basically just saying we have masks, you have to order in 24 hours, you need 50% down, do X, Y, and Z. And if you miss it, you're done. And I think there were some people that were very transparent with their customers and were like, Hey. I I don't know. I haven't had one of these in my hands. Like I can't tell you, but I can tell you the price probably means they're not going to be the most amazing max ever. It'll probably hold you over, but there's a lot of people who I've heard that are having issues now because, uh, you know, they did use that as the, the end all be all mask, thinking it was a good solution. They had to act now and they're, they're stuck, you know, and now their customers are like, we need new masks. Like this wasn't a good solution for us. So yes, I think it was a, it met a need. It's, I don't, and I don't say it's bad for doing what they did. Cause I, I love all solutions. I think right now, any solution is a good one. I do think that there's going to be some, um, oh, it's there's going to be a, need to be some brand recovery uh, that happens afterwards and or some PR issues that a lot of uh, distributors and clients are going to have to figure out because they didn't communicate it well with their customers or, they they sold they were they feel like they were sold something lesser than they thought they were getting not that it's anyone's fault but it is an issue that people are having and I I I'm a part of a, a call that happens once a week with a lot of big companies and there were several companies in there some were saying yes it was good because we were able to get enough information and present it to our customers and other people were saying we didn't get enough information. Our customers are saying how dare you sell us this right so so there's there's going to yeah. be some there's going to be some stuff that happens because of it so yeah um.
0: Yeah, the, pr- the problem is that this is a product that was never really in our industry at all before this. Yeah. And so right. why yeah, I'm saying it was an immediate need was because it was an immediate need. People need something to cover their freaking face to be able to go into the grocery store. They met yeah. a need. It was very smart to do what they did. I don't think they're going to have to do a ton of, a ton of PR or, or recovery or anything like that. I think as, you know, look at the United States Surgeon General, for instance. You know, when the coronavirus first came out, he said, no, stop buying masks, you idiots. Okay. He said, save them for healthcare people because there's a shortage. You're going to cause a shortage. And, you know, and then he's had to almost in a way because more information came out backtrack in a sense to the saying that, Hey, there is actually some legitimacy behind wearing a mask, but Hey, do it this way. And the CDC is recommending that they do a two ply uh, cotton or tight knit uh, fabric, you know, for, for source control. It's not, it's not for your own personal protection. It is for containing, your, you know, your ability to transmit something that you might have, and you you may be asymptomatic to it. Um, now, obviously, there are some states that are starting to ban, I think, just the single ply, like you're, they're actually requiring uh, two or more plies. Uh, so I think that might be something that is, uh, you know, that comes out in the future, you know, as more guidelines come out with the face mask, but it's something that wasn't there before. And so it was a yeah. very quick response yeah, uh, and I, 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 I just
3: want to chime in because I think you might have misrepresented what I said. I don't think Bella Canvas is going to have to do the PR issue. I think it's, as I said, distributors to clients. I think that's where a lot of people were getting hung up. I also think that if you looked at the recommendations by, by mm-hmm. CDC and stuff like that, the cotton that's used in the 3001 isn't even the right density. It's not even the right material to even be The right piece because it is so thin it is a ring spun. you're supposed to use a muslin which has a higher density so it, it, it was a solution but i guess what i'm saying is like you can hold it up i love the shirts right and i love the idea of a mask i just think like you got to be careful of, of providing an end-all be-all solution. You know, millions well, of was,
0: That's where I'm arguing with you is that it wasn't an end-all be-all solution. I don't even think it's it a was, solution at all, though, an,
3: if it's fake. That's, that's my point. Like, if, it's, well, it's, if it's, it doesn't it's work fake. for Some, anything.
0: Something is better than nothing. People are using freaking bandanas to cover their face, for Christ's sake. It
3: was exactly. like and, and, and if you ninefold a bandana, it has like six times the density but of one-ply
2: 3001. Those yeah, homemade
3: yeah. masks. Yeah, so wear
0: two of the Bella Canvas masks, and then you've got a two-ply. Exactly. There's, there's your solution.
1: I mean, they're, they're definitely comfortable, you know, that not sure. having that the ear, um, the elastic, the, it's definitely comfortable. Yeah. It's just interesting. But it, what's crazy is we're all, like you said, we're all new to this. We're yeah. we've never yeah. sold this, you know, I'm an expert in t-shirts and other things. I'm still learning. And I think that's the frustrating part. We're trying to not only get orders, we're trying to edit, educate ourselves on, what makes a good quality mask and then how do we even sure. source it and get it to people on time. So I think, you know, that that's a lot of the frustration we're dealing with yeah. is just, you know, I'm learning and I'm trying to give my customers expectations just because I'm like, it, it could take this long. Like, don't, don't kill us. You know, There these sewers are coming out to Brave Corona to sew your masks. So <laughs> have a little grace, you know, not <laughs> yeah, don't be... Yeah so hard on like everything and I'm dealing with that and but you know I'm I'm not trying to deflect but I'm like hey people are putting their health at risk to protect you so like you know I know in California there's a a a shortage of sewers and you know not everyone can come back one of my factories had 65 employees they let them all go they had 30 of them were sewers and they haven't they've only been able to bring back eight you know because they're used to being two feet apart now they have to be six feet apart Mm -hmm. you know if there's anyone sick in their family they can't come back to the factory so you know in normal circumstances yeah if i'm late on a delivery but right now it's like it's unpredictable if one person in that factory gets sick that whole factory shuts down and no one gets their mask so um that's been a challenge of of letting you know letting the customers know the the possible ins and outs, which, you know, with our normal supply chain, it's, you know, it's pretty uh, straightforward.
0: Yeah. So we are starting to run a bit long, but just want to chime in really quickly with Jeremy Witt had mentioned on Facebook with a a relatively long comment. So I'm not going to read the whole thing, but basically uh, he just wanted to chime in and say that uh, he and a few of his friends were actually talking uh, the other day and they really don't seem to think that schools are probably going to return until, uh, you know, 2021, if that I don't necessarily know that that's going to be the case, but I think uh, I think social distancing, where possible, is going to be definitely something that is enforced within schools, uh, and I think masks are going to be an immediate need for yeah. schools as well. Uh, that's yeah. why you know anybody that's developing masks, uh, you know, like like you know Bella or Headwear or anybody else that's out there that's doing masks, uh, there are youth sizes that can be developed as well. Uh, I know Headwear's got one. Meg, I don't know if you guys have yeah. a source for youth or not uh, yet, but we do. You know, I think face masks uh, for youth is going to be a need for for schools. I don't think schools are necessarily going to stop. Um, you know, yeah. and, you know, that's just my opinion on it. Uh, you know, I think once, uh, once we, because the, the curve's already started to go downhill um as far as you know sort of the trend and the numbers and things like that it's the second wave that we've got to think about and worry about um you know and ultimately we'll have a vaccine for this thing and we'll be able to get it taken care of and put behind us so i still see mask being a 12 to 18 month type of thing maybe longer um but you know once we have vaccines and stuff like that i think you know it won't even really necessarily be a concern for us too much um, not to
3: uh, not to throw in one more thing, uh, but kind of related to the the curve. I know you mentioned that. I, a lot of things we don't think about, and as you mentioned, the second wave. Um, but cur- curves are literally just the blips in the entire graph, right? What we don't realize is, after the curve, there's a long, long, long steady.
0: Yeah. Yep. You know,
3: of people are still going to get this for a long time yep. um, until the vaccine. So you never really take a look at the backside of the curve. And there's, there's a lot of stuff out there, and this is obviously not something I think people are comfortable agreeing with, but where they say more people will get it than not get it just because we won't have a vaccine and we won't have treatment. The idea is that we just spread out when people get it. You know, and I think if we can kind of try to wrap our heads around that, which is scary to think, um, tough, yeah. you know, some people will be asymptomatic, right? And it won't affect them at all. Some people will get it, but majority of the people will end up getting it. It's just spreading it out of when we do. And it's scary to think about. I am curious, as a fashion standpoint, will the Mortal Kombat look come back?
0: Is that what we're
2: all uh, I've, seen some, <laughs> I've seen some of those. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I any, mean, any, I, any I've even... Remarks, anybody? With that? Any closing remarks from anybody?
2: Uh, I, I don't have anything. Jeremy, is there anything else you'd like to add?
1: No, I just, you know, I think this whole time has been great for our industry because more people are talking you know, most people have probably never talked to other people in our industry. You know, there, there's this stigma of competition, but I think we're all in the same boat. We're all trying to figure it out. Oh, yeah. um, you know, P- I went to PPAI for the first time this year and, you know, the camaraderie was really awesome. You know, I, I haven't felt that on the peril side as much um, in my past. And so you. I think everyone coming out of this is going to be more knowledgeable. Those who who aren't? They're not going to survive. I don't think you know. You you have to do something different than you've been doing, and um, I think it's it's good to shake it up and um, let us re-innovate and and come up with new ways to help brands promote and help um, you know our clients uh, you know sell more apparel or whatever they're selling now.
0: Absolutely, Stephen. Anything from you for closing? No,
1: I I appreciate Jeremy being
3: here and it's awesome just to be able to have different opinions and still be friends with all of you guys. So that's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Promo Listen, unite.
0: It's it's, uh, it's definitely something that's here to stay for, you know, the time being. And I think we're all still learning and trying to go through the research and just learning as much as we can about it. Uh, you know, and you know, it becoming a fashion piece in the near future, if it hasn't already. Uh, and I think that, you know, you've provided great insight, Jeremy. So I appreciate you being here. Uh, You know, just want to absolutely just want to mention again, you know, brought to you by promoshow.com. Guys, if you if you haven't uh, taken a look at promoshow.com, you really need to get over there. Now that the podcast is over, I'd suggest you stick around. If you were checking us out there uh, live, if you weren't checking us out there and you were on the Facebook page, do yourself a favor. Open up your browser or open up another tab. Go to promoshow.com and check it out. There's over 130 exhibitors there. Meg Erber from SNS ActiveWare is there. Headwear is there from time to time. There's a bunch of people there, guys. You can get your, all the information you need to know about, all the latest and greatest from your favorite suppliers. Get over there, check them out. There's also a video on the Promo Show uh, Facebook page to show you how to use it if you're a little bit weary about how to use it. And if you uh, don't know the, the Promo Show Facebook page, just open up Facebook, type in at Promo Show PC, and it'll take you right to the page guys with that being said really appreciate you all being here jeremy great to see your perspective on things and uh just appreciate the feedback man i wish you a lot of success
1: yeah you as well uh let us all get through this on the other side wearing masks
0: absolutely
2: (laughs) thanks jeremy
1: have a good day y'all
0: yep thank you guys very much